Hit it, BA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BA. <laughs> eight, this A team. I'm more like Murdoch. Crazy guy. Uh, <laughs> How in that Murdoch? <laughs> Otherwise known as the ambassador of flow. Yeah, neither one of us are face. <laughs> no, that's why this is an audio only podcast <laughs> uh, so guys um well welcome to another episode of sexy real estate recruiting podcast i am the ambassador of flow dr ben spears here with my my co-host co-star uh co like you name it matt vi how's it going matt doing fantastic i'm, I'm excited about jumping into handling objections in your recruiting today that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna make sure that we're spending time on and uh and the truth is it's not an expansive list right yeah and and and, and the cool thing is is you know most people out there they don't ever get any objections you know what i mean <laughs> everything life's perfect everybody that talks to them just wants to come in for an interview uh so yeah that's exactly what we're going to be talking about before before we do guys um you know, wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube, any of those places, make sure you hit that hit that follow button or hit that subscribe button um, and follow the podcast. We drop an, an episode every single weekday just to make sure that we, uh, you know, provide as much value to you guys and help you recruit more agents into your brokerage. So, Matt, you, you just you just you just hit it right. You said um, when it comes to objections. The, it's not a laundry list, right? It's not. Yeah, it's not a huge list, right? And and so uh, so look at it from uh, you know we do this all the time, right? We we take what's going on with recruiting and we kind of validate some of it because it's a sales process, right? We validate some of it by taking a close look at what a lot of people already know, which is real estate sales, right? A lot of brokers out there understand real estate sales really well. They either sold in the past or they're still selling as a side hustle as their company or whatever, right? Yep. So. So, uh, so they know that there are certain things that, that are fundamental in the business. And if they've ever had a real estate coach before, the real estate coach tells them they need to be prepared for handling the objections. That's one of the biggest things that if they can yes. handle those objections, it's going to make a big difference in their, in their, in their sales almost, almost immediately. But this is the key thing that they tell them. When it comes to listings, there's there's like 12 or 13 objections that you're going to get, right? It's going to be about commission. It's going to be a time and friend in the business and all that kind of crap, right? Uh, so so those are things that, that always come up and it goes to the Pareto principle, right? 80% of the time, it's going to be those same 12, 13, 14 objections. When you're working with buyers, same thing, Pareto principle. 80% of the time, it's going to be 12, 13, 14 objectives. Well, the truth is 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 uh, holds true in, in real estate recruiting also. Right. I mean, there's there's just certain objections that you're going to get. And what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to tackle. Uh, we're going to talk about how to be prepared for those and why you have to be prepared for those. And then we'll then we'll tackle one to kind of give you an example of how to uh, of how to move through those objections. OK. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think when it comes to when it comes to um, objections and, and dealing with them, sometimes it's, it, you know, the, the biggest thing is getting the conversation started, period. Right. Yeah. Or, initi or initiating it. Um, and, 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 and there's only one thing obviously that, that keeps people from doing that. Yep. And, and that's fear. It's not right. one of our favorite topics to talk about. Absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely not. Uh, let's, let's touch on it. Cause I think in this topic we need to touch on it, but then, you know, we'll, we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. Because so what, what a lot of people say is I don't have time for that, or I don't have this for that, or I didn't need to do it because of this. And I've already got enough business because of that. The, the truth is it's just, it's just fear. Right. Yeah. And, and, a big part of what people are afraid of is they run into that they're afraid they're going to get stumped, right? People don't like to be challenged. People don't like confrontation. They don't like looking stupid. And all those things are wrapped up. If you're not prepared and handling an objection, 
that's what people are concerned with. They're concerned that they're going to get hand, they're going to get hit with it when with the way they handle something because they're not prepared to handle that objection. They're afraid of dealing with that objection. They're yeah. afraid that they're going to get caught flat-footed, right? Is what they is what they call it in sports. And uh, and so the best way to not feel that way, keep in mind, I've said about six times, feel, 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 feel. I can't stress how important this part is. You feel fear. If you want to feel confident, then you need to be competent and that will eliminate that fear. Yeah. So if you don't want to feel that way, you need to make sure that you're spending time being prepared. And if you're spending time being prepared, you're going to feel competent. And if you feel competent, you're going to feel confident, which will eliminate that fear. I cannot yeah, overstress. Preparation is the, is the biggest enemy of fear. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to, to, to be prepared and scared at the same time. Right. So, so I ask yourself all the time, why, why would I go into a conversation that I'm not prepared for? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. When we're talking to people about, uh, about coaching, why, why would we ask them to begin a conversation that they're not prepared to have? Yeah. They need to be prepared to have that conversation. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, and as, and as brokers, like I know you, I know you obviously have, you know, decades of experience with all this. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's something to be said about when, even with, with your agents, right. There's probably, you know, different circumstances where you've coached an agent um, on, on being prepared and they got prepared. They over, they, they overcame a fear that they had yep. and, you know, probably came to you with, you know, cake and, Cake. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but, but close, right. Uh, they came to me with the next best thing, which is gratitude. Right. So, so let me, let me give you a real life, a real life example. Right. So super nice lady geographically farming her area, worked in one of my offices, uh, coached her uh, on how to deal with for sale by owners and expireds as well as geographic farming, because she lived in this area. She really wanted to be dominant in this area. There's a bunch of other agents, very splintered market share in this area. Okay. So the, the first time, so she called me on a, she called me on a, on a uh, Saturday and said, uh, and said, Matt, I just got a phone call out of the blue with somebody that saw some of my stuff and somebody else in the, the neighborhood said that, you know, uh, you know, that they should use me because they met me at the, you know, the community center and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. She was in a straight up panic, man. She was absolutely positively terrified. What do I do? And I'm like, Hey, this is, you know, you're, you're, you're calling me up saying, put me in coach. This is what we've been practicing for. Right. Yeah. I said, here, here's the coolest part. I said, I said, uh, I almost said her name. I said, you go in there and you screw this up terribly. And she said, what? And I said, I want you to go in there and just say all the wrong things. I want you to stumble over your conversation. I want you to, to not say it the right way. I want you to, to, to burp in the middle of saying the stuff that you're saying, whatever it is that you got to do, go in there and embarrass the heck out of yourself. And she is, and she's, we're both laughing. And she said, why in the hell would you tell me to do that? And I said, because it doesn't matter. You created this opportunity. You made this. If you made this, you can make another one you know how you got here. You know exactly what you did to grow this, to grow this opportunity. You can go in there and blow this one all you want. You can create as many of these as you want to. And she said, you know what? You're right. So two and a half months later, three months later, it closes. Right. And she comes yeah. in and she said, Hey, this is the closing from that, from that one that we talked about and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there were some troubles along the way with it. 
And I said, you know, congratulations on getting it closed. And I said, now all you have to do is duplicate exactly that to continue getting opportunities like that. And all you're going to do is get better at converting those. Yeah. She is a beast in that market. She owns the market share in that market, probably 30% of that, of that market. And it's at a great price point the last time I checked and she just absolutely kills it. And there's always people coming in trying to chip away at her market and nobody gets any kind of market share from her. And the reason why is because she's so prepared. Here's the point on all of this. The feeling she had when she realized she created that opportunity overcame the fear of her thinking she could not handle whatever was going to happen in that meeting. Yeah. Because she knew, Hey, I, I built this right. My, my point for her was you built this opportunity. Now all we have to do is refine handling the objection and look out, man, just go build more opportunities, go handle the opportunity, go handle the objection. And you're, you're a stone cold killer. Right. Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Prospect Boomerang. We all know broker owners struggle with profitability. Prospect Boomerang compounds your profits by recruiting the best agents to your brokerage. For consistent growth, visit prospectboomerang.com. Yeah. And, and so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that. So I, I mentioned five, six, eight, 15 times the word feeling. If, if you acknowledge that you're feeling fear, about, about some of this stuff with the objection handling, then you also have to acknowledge the, the feeling of joy that you get and the feeling of accomplishment you get when you create an opportunity like that. Yeah. All I want you to do is focus on that feeling instead of the feeling of fear. And that comes from being prepared. And that means being able to handle the objections when they come up. Yeah. So, so we talked a little bit at the beginning, right? Like a second saying that it's not a laundry list and it's not a, a huge um, list of objections that people are going to get. Right. So let's, let's talk to the, let's talk to the, to the, to the listeners out there, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, um, you know, what are the, what are the top two, three, you know, however many you want to give us um, objections that you would say, you know, these, this is, this is what you need to be prepared for. Right. Right. Yeah, commission split, of course, is a, is, is a big one, right? They, they want to talk about commission split. They want to talk about mentoring. They want to talk about expenses. They want to talk about average sales price. You know, my company sells a higher price point than your company does. Why would I go to a company that doesn't sell as high of an average sales price? My company has more market share than your company has. All that, all that kind of stuff. Those are the type of things that you run into mm-hmm. when it comes time to talking about, you know, those objections that you need to be able to handle or that you need to be able to overcome. I've got a friend that works at this other company with me. But the one that one that I want to dig into, which will kind of teach everybody how to handle how to handle some of this, so they, if they grab onto it, is leads. Okay, yep. so let's let's roll our sleeves up and dig specifically. Are you okay with us talking about leads? Is that a is that? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm all I'm all good. I, 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 it's your world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's say that uh, let's say that you're sitting in a let's say that you're sitting in a meeting and the agent says, well, do you give out do you give out leads, right? Oh, or do you hand out leads or how do leads work here or something along that line, right? Uh, or I heard that, you know, you take the agent's leads or some crap like that, right? Whatever it is, so that, so that it's an objection that's stopping them from, from uh, you know, from moving forward. So, so I, I take that back. Let me, let me take a step back because this will also help. Let's say I'm in the interview process and I've, and I've answered some questions and it seems like things are going really well and I begin some kind of trial close, right? And I say, and I say, Ben, you know, is there anything else that could stop us from working together? Is there anything else you can think of that would slow us down from being able to work together? And, and you said something like, oh, 
well, leads, you know, we didn't, you know, uh, we didn't really talk a whole lot about leads, right? Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do, guys, if you got a pen out there, write this down. The first thing you're going to do is affirm, and then you're going to look for understanding. You're going to review, and then you're going to confirm, okay? So you're going to affirm it, understand it, review it, and confirm it, okay? There's, there's other ones. You can do DECR, all that kind of stuff. You guys all know that there's, that there's other ways of, of being able to handle this, but, uh, but, but we're, going to stick with, uh, we're going to stick with affirm, understand, review, and confirm, okay? Yep. So if they said that yep. here, I would approach it kind of along this line, right? Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, every agent should ask it. That's why I make sure I review our philosophy as a company whenever it comes to leads. That is the affirmation. Great question. I'm glad you ask it. I'm so what you're basically saying is I'm so prepared for this. It's not even funny. This is important to me, just like it's important to you. So I'm going to affirm that by saying, yeah, that's a great question. That means, Ben, you're super smart. I'm glad you asked that. But Ben, just so you know, I'm smart too, because I think you should have asked it and I'm prepared for an answer. That's what you're doing with the affirmation, right? Gotcha. And then you're going to clarify understanding. You're going to make sure everybody's on the same page with it. And with leads, especially, you know, I use the runway roadway example, right? And so, uh, so the runway roadway example is a, a runway is, you know, if you're buying leads, it helps you take off. But in the long run, the only way for you to get to where you want to go so that you don't have to keep taking off and landing is, mm -hmm. is if you have a good roadway of your leads, right? A strong path of how you deal with your leads, a very grounded path of how you deal with your leads, right? That's the constant day-to-day yeah. -day thing. So I would say, I would say, yeah, so, so we look at leads like, a, like a, a, a runway instead of the roadway. We look at a one-third rule. And what I mean by one-third is uh, two-thirds of your business, you should have a way that you understand on a consistent basis how to make that happen. And one-third of that should be, a, uh, should be a, a way that changes or shifts. So sometimes the company is adding to your, to your leads. Sometimes you're changing a different market. Sometimes you're going up by uh, upping your average uh, sales price. That's that other one third that, that is, uh, that's constantly changing if you're that you're trying to improve. But whenever it comes to leads, two thirds of your leads should come from the same exact place. Okay. So that is, that's us creating understanding. You follow me? So no, that's absolutely. us getting on the same. Yeah, that's okay. smart. Like I've never heard that. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of just, uh, I'm, I'm soaking that in right now. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's absolutely how agents should look at their business period. There should be one third of what you do that you're growing and evolving and two thirds of it should be consistent. Okay. But that's, is that, again, that's is that similar with recruiting. Uh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is. Right. So, so two thirds of, you know, so we talk about having five buckets once you have a, a fully evolved system, but you don't need five buckets to begin with. You need three buckets on recruiting to begin with. And same thing with, uh, with, with agent leads, you need three buckets. Right. Yep. And, uh, and until, and then it has to be a mixture of now and future business and all that kind of stuff. Again, different, different conversation, but, but yeah, that's, that, that is a, uh, that's certainly the way to, uh, that's certainly the way to look at it. And then I want to confirm I want to review it. Yes, we have leads. And we provide leads to our agents. So yes, I'm going to review that that question, and then I'm going to confirm. Does that how you does that help you understand how we can work better together? Right. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm affirming it. I'm making sure we're understanding what it is that we do. I'm reviewing how it is that we do it, and I'm confirming that that will work for them. On the confirmation, we talked in this. Uh, we talked we talked about this on on other podcasts. I would go three deep on the confirmation. Yep. So, so Ben, does that sound like something that you could apply to your business? And yeah. you're going to say, yeah, you're going to say yes and say, well, what part about that from a, from a leads perspective, do you think would help you the most? 
you're going to say, well, yep. I don't know, maybe it can help me with whatever it is. Right. And remember, you know, the, the, the first one is, you know, the first one is just the cursory answer. The second one is the defensive answer. And the third one's the truth. Right. So, yep. so what I want to try to get to on that confirmation is I want to try to go three deep on that, on that confirmation. And then, they're, and then they're going to open up and say, no, that's really something that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I'd never heard that before, or they're going to go, no, you know, I don't want to give up my lead opportunity where I'm at. And then you can dig into what that is because you, you got to the truth with them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> awesome. Well, the, uh, I'm just, I'm looking through the show notes here, making sure that, 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 <laughs> that everything got covered. I don't like guys. This is, this is what I do. I make sure that everything inside Matt's brain <laughs> gets brought into this podcast <laughs> and into your ears. Um, cause we, we don't, we, we don't want to miss anything. Yeah. I didn't um, look at the show notes. Is that everything from the show notes? We didn't yeah, know. no, that, that is absolutely everything. Do you want, do you okay. have, Want anything? Uh, any want to add anything else before I close it out? We could uh, we could go we could go really deep on handling objections and and being prepared and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole different conversation. Quite honestly, I mean this is this is a great cursory way to begin this. If if anybody is struggling with this, this is this is where the coaching comes into play. You know, this is this oh, is where sure. you really need help, and you and you're going to have to roll your sleeves up. And what are those objections that you're handling specifically in your market? How do you handle those? You know, we talk about this all the time. It's not just what you say; it's how you say it. Right? That makes all the difference in the world. As soon as you can respond to things without having to know what you're going to say, and you can talk about how to apply it to the person you're dealing with, look out, man your profitability just absolutely goes through the roof because now you're hiring all the people or close to all the people that you want to hire. So yeah, you're exactly right. All right, guys. Well, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, any of those platforms, make sure you hit that, that follow button. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that red subscribe button, click that bell right beside of it. You get notified every single time we drop a new episode. You're going to listen to all these things in the same place or watch them in the same place. Uh, go to prospectboomerang.com, click on podcast. Um, there you can do a couple things, right? On on the on our homepage, um, you can you can watch our 30-minute our recruiting webinar. On on the podcast page, you can sign up for our monthly VIP list um, and and be a and get a monthly recruiting tips, tricks, and hacks. I had to, I stumbled that one a little bit. You know, in, in your, in your inbox, um, every single month we do these things for one reason and one reason alone. And why is that Matt? Cause we just want to be part of their win. <laughs>